Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to the Fangirl NFL show. I'm your host, Haley, and I'm usually with my girl, Sydney, but she is recovering from having her wisdom teeth out and drinking all of the soup and milkshakes that she can. And she's got a little travel going on while she's uh, recovering. So I'm bringing on a special guest to do this podcast with me. It's somebody that also happens to be a huge Buffalo Bills fan and grew up, born and raised in Buffalo. It's totally a reason why we connected. It's my fiance, Rob. Woohoo. Hello, hello. (laughs) Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. So... The reason that I brought Rob on, and obviously we all know that I like talking about the Bills, but we needed a couple days off from that loss (laughs) this past weekend, and I think we can actually talk about it now without getting sick. Yeah, that was a tough one to swallow. Yeah, and Rob and I were talking about it, and the Bills just lately seem to be in all of these you know, NFL most amazing games, you know, record-breaking games, but we're always on the wrong end of them, and it's getting really frustrating. Yeah, I mean, from the outside looking in or as a lifelong fan, it does seem like we always happen to be on the wrong side of those events or those games. Yeah, I mean, not only just these the 13 seconds game, this crazy game, which we'll break down here in a second, but like, Four Super Bowl losses in a row. Like, how does that even happen? You know, you go back to, like, the golden era of the Buffalo Bills when we were just babies, but they were amazing, and they had all this hype and, like, just so much hope for the fan base and then just never could finish, really. Yeah, it's too bad because these fans deserve, you know, everyone was saying this was their year and, you know, they're finally going to do it. They've signed that X Factor and Von Miller to to get them over the edge. And they're dealing with a lot of adversity right now. Yeah, a, a lot of injuries. I mean, and we can't totally like jump the gun here. Like it still could be the year, right? It's very easy for us Bills fans to be glass half empty, I think, and to start like really picking things apart because that's just where our mind goes because we haven't had those times where everything turns out in our favor. But I think it's all about making those adjustments now and coaching staff realizing where we're lacking and where they're lacking and making, you know, those changes. I think you hit on it exactly. It's recently seems to have come down to adjustments and we're either not making them or we're making the wrong ones. Or other people are making them and we're not making any. So then we're not like readjusting to those adjustments. Yeah. So to me, that points at coaching, uh, maybe more so than play on the field or anything like that. So, you know, at times these guys maybe have been figured out. Um, you know, defenses are realizing what the Bills like to do. Are they showing things on tape? Are they revealing tendencies? You know, what's sort of going on? Yeah, I think you're totally right. I think there's that, and I think there's a lot to break down there. I think some of it, too, is just, like, things that you couldn't have bet on. Like, you know, the Bills making it to the end, looking as if the game can be ended here, and having an incomplete you know, a shitty snap and fumbling in the end zone, like things that you just wouldn't bet on, which brings up um, 
<laughs> a, a whole thing here. I would have loved to have looked up, which I didn't. If anyone actually did bet that game or, you know, took any kind of wild prop bets and made money on that. But all of that, you know, is to say that betting is in like full swing here and even other sports type of betting. Basketball is back. Bet online remains your number one source for all of your sports betting needs this season. And you'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. It's always the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports and events, whether that's the NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus for your first deposit. Make sure you use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online, where the game starts. And if you did make any of those crazy bets in the Bills game, um, I'm like always following the ones that they post on FanDuel or the crazy bet, the like parlay bets that people put down a dollar and somehow turn them into like thousands. <laughs> that was the game to do it because... I'm sure those betting lines and odds and things were changing nonstop all game long. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't like to fire up a little Sunday parlay and and see where it takes you? Um, I always kill you when you have money on the bills or like, well, usually I tell you not to bet against the bills because that just seems like a bad omen. Yeah, it's always sort of that cardinal sin. You never want to bet on your own team, right? Um, I don't think anyone would have bet on Josh Allen fumbling a snap uh, in the end zone to go down late in the fourth. I think there was about 40 some seconds left in the game, but a safety would have been a better. Okay, so let's talk about this. So as we're watching this, you turned to me and you said, "Okay, are they going to give up the safety here? And I said, well, that seems to make sense, because in my mind. uh, Well, and maybe this is totally wrong, so break this down with me in my mind. Josh Allen can get this snap and try to waste time by running around the end zone, take some time off the clock, and then take the safety knowing we're going to give them the two points anyway, and then kick the ball as far as we possibly can and, you know, try to try to pin them back as far as we can and run out the clock. Why don't we do that in that situation? Yeah, in, in all honesty, on the one-inch yard line or wherever they were, he probably would have just taken a knee. And they would have just sacrificed the two points, punted, and given the Vikings 40 seconds. And I I don't recall if they had a timeout left or not. But a field goal would have won the game um, if they had given up the safety and then let them drive, which their offense moved the ball extremely well in the fourth, in the second half, really. Um, Well, so half of the other issue, too, is that. Okay, great. Let's say they took that approach. Like Josh Allen didn't even get the ball. The snap was not even fully in his hands. And I don't know if you, I mean, I know you noticed now, but Reed Ferguson was the one that was actually snapping that ball and not our normal center, Mitch Morse. And it was because he, it seemed like may have been injured at the end of the game and and didn't come in. And so it like absolutely kills me that that could have been the entire issue. It was just that we had the you know guy in there that's not even used to snapping the ball to Josh Allen, and that you know ruined the entire game. Yeah, I mean Reed Ferguson is their long snapper, so you know for the punt team and and, and special teams, he's the guy. Mitch Morris has been sort of dealing with that elbow injury all year, so you know in and out of plays, but usually a guy you can count on. Here's the thing. 
the Bills were at home. This is a mistake that you sort of expect. I mean, it's it's not quiet in there, but when the offense has the ball, it's noticeably less loud. I mean, I know fans are lit up. It's the end of the game. Seemingly, the game is in hand. I believe I saw a clip on ESPN where they were 98.7% uh, to win the game. The Bills even tweeted out a tweet yeah. that said, however many seconds left, like, ball game when we got that turnover. It was like- my my point being, like, that this is a error, an unforced error that you expect to sort of happen on the road. You look back at this team last year in Tennessee, again, seemingly game in hand, Josh Allen slips on the one yard line and doesn't get it in for the touchdown. We go on to lose the game. It It's one of those things that it, it's, it's culture. I truly think in, in these guys, they have a good culture, but it hasn't been a truly winning one. Um, it has as of late, but these guys are still young. I, the, these guys have to bounce back. I'm interested to see what happens in these next few weeks. Yeah, I mean, there's absolutely, when you talk about culture, there's absolutely no doubt in my mind that all of these guys want to win and want to win bad. And it's almost <laughs> like it's almost like Josh wants to win too much to where his decision-making in some of those, you know, end-of-the-game, high-pressured situations, like, the adrenaline is almost too much. You know, he's throwing a pick at the end of the game into the red zone, which last season didn't ever feel like it was going to happen. All of a sudden in the last few games, it's been happening a lot. And he's just forcing things that aren't necessarily there. And to me, that's almost like, you know, in his mind, and obviously who knows what he was thinking, but I can't lose this game, right? Like, I cannot lose this game. We cannot lose another game. This is big for the AFC, all of these things. Like, just felt like to me he was trying to force that win so hard. Yeah, I mean, the way Josh Allen ended the regular season and carried his play into the playoffs of last year, he no longer gets um, a pass on those kinds of throws this year. We expect because it was so good last year. Expect more of him now. You're you're not supposed to be. This is three games in a row now. He's thrown two turnovers, and and in the red zone, I mean, it's just it's even worse. So things that you know Josh has never done, even in his rookie year and his second year. So I'm sure he's feeling the pressure. I'm a little excited for the media to keep their eyes off this team. I think for a little bit and, and let them focus on the Chiefs and the Eagles and, and now the Vikings. We've always said that that we don't like being the team in the headlines. We always loved being in that underdog situation because it felt like they rose to the occasion more. Yeah, this is, like I said, a team that is still young. Yes, they've been in some of these big games, but we have not yet won um, that big game. Um, So until that point, yeah, I mean, there's a good roster. There's good players. There's good statistics being put up. But at the end of the day, you need to win games. Yeah, and I think we would be the first people to say, too, like how much we love Josh Allen. Like Josh Allen is an absolute monster psycho maniac (laughs) like i love watching that dude play football every week he's incredible he does things that absolutely should not be physically possible and that's why you want it for him so bad like i just want him to be the one that brings a super bowl home to buffalo because he's a nice guy he loves the city he does so much charity work in buffalo like he's he is the perfect 
leader for Buffalo. And so I just want it for him so bad. But when he makes some of those mistakes, he's, you know, made the last couple of games, you kind of just want to like shake it out of him. Like, you know, shake it off. What are you doing? Like, we got to get back to where you were last year. Totally agree. And and I do think Josh is the right guy and, and especially for Buffalo. And I think we will get there eventually. Hopefully this is the year, but I'm looking to the leaders in that locker room at, at this point of the season. And we've now lost what three, two of the last three off the bye. Um, yeah. I mean, our, 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 we are yeah lacking in our secondary and just a lot of key places in terms of injuries. And people are not even necessarily, not all of them are even uh, out long term, but they're coming in and out of games and then they're they're in and they're hurt again and then they're missing. You know, we can't stay healthy. And that's my point. It, it's up to the leaders in that locker room. Um, next man up. I mean, this this is what people were calling before the season started the most complete roster. Well, well you've dealt with the injuries um, more so than others, I think, so far in the season and. You know, we haven't really even talked about Trey White's situation, and and that could probably require its own episode as well. Yo, seriously, when is he gonna play? We're we're coming up on one year. Uh, I believe it was the Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. game last year yep. that he went down. Um, yep. And you know, some guys make it back in eight or nine months. Trey's coming up on twelve. Well, and I don't think that's totally unreasonable. I think what gets really annoying like i guess might be the the right word is just that he's been off of you know ir now um for a few weeks and we're not necessarily getting any feedback or like any updates on him i think that's what's frustrating as fans like okay we want him to be healthy too and we don't want him to get in there too early and then screw up his knee like nobody wants that but also we really need the help like that's very obvious and so just give me an update like, just tell me what's going on. Yeah, the move off IR was a strategic one that they had to do unless they wanted him out for like a true extended period of time. So I do understand that. It does make me question, though, is this. Is he physically unable to go or mentally? Is he struggling with? Hey, I've lost a step or I'm not as confident on pivoting. You know, I mean, he's going up against Stefan Diggs in practice every day. I mean, right. It doesn't get much better than that. Like that guy runs incredible routes. Like it's just that's the best practice ever. And those two used to go at it in practice. Yeah. And and I guess here's one thing maybe you can say about the Bills is, you know, they claim they really vetted out this Allen elbow situation is maybe they are truly. And, and, you know, you've kind of seen this. I know this is an NFL podcast, but into the Sabres, who are owned by the same owners as the Bills, they treated the Jack Eichel situation very much the same. Um, So I don't know if they're just exhausting all options and making sure that he truly is 100 percent. I think one thing we've said now, like the last few years, too, is just how much trust we really do have in the you know, front office, we've uh, up until God, what was the year that McDermott and Bean came in? Do you remember what year they started? 18 or 18. Yeah. Like had absolutely no faith whatsoever in the general manager, coaching staff, like nothing. And now I'm like, Bean made that move. I'm not questioning it at all. Like just so much faith in what that guy knows and his, 
you know, expertise and and all that kind of thing. And same with McDermott. Like, yeah, there are questionable choices in certain games that you could go back to with him. But I still, as a whole, like really trust the staff. And so I think they've got his best, um, you know, his best in mind and are trying to do whatever's best for the team. So just kind of got to hope, I guess. Yeah, hopefully we'll see him out there soon. Um tough one this weekend against Cleveland. I was just going to say, now we've got the snow rolling into Buffalo. I don't see how they put him into this game as this first yeah. game back when there's going to be a friggin' foot of snow on the ground. Well, the good thing there, I guess, is I don't imagine too many passes to be thrown if if there's 36 inches of snow on the ground. So, ay, ay, ay. Yeah. But we are building a new stadium in Buffalo. It will be open-aired. Um, and it's because we are absolutely insane. No, it's, I don't know. It's, it's crazy. So as you're looking towards this next week, you know, what are the things that you've seen, whether it's on social media or other players kind of chatting that have you feeling like, okay, these are the kinds of changes we need to make, or like, these are the things that you hope the players are hearing. Cause sometimes I'm watching social media and I'm like, man, I freaking hope that our players hear this. Cause I think it would just, light a fire under their ass, you know, or like it would make them just kind of like wake up or something like that. Yeah. I mean, I'm a sucker for Nick Wright tweets. Um, Oh my God. That guy pisses me off so much. I cannot stand him. It's, it's honestly just like a shtick at this point. Like it's just, he hates the bills. And so now he's going to continue doing it. He hates him and Josh Allen and all the things. And that guy drives me absolutely insane. Yeah, naturally, he had um, quite a bit to say after this last game. But that guy, you can just count on some outlandish Josh Allen comment just about every week. And yeah, and so this week I didn't even I actually did not look at Twitter or anything after the game because I was like, I'm going to lose my mind. I don't think I can handle it. So what did he say? Which Josh Allen turnover was your favorite? And he went on to list every single one and how it cost the Bills the game. I'd love to see you throw a football, Nick Wright. Ugh. Maybe I've got blinders on. I understand Josh made a lot of mistakes. No, we're the first people to say that. We're yelling at our TV as we're watching. We're we're saying, Josh, what in the actual F did you just do? Why, you know, he wasn't open. We could see it clear as day from here. Like, we're the first people to say that. Of course, we still like him and think he's incredible. But, like, I don't think we're blind to the fact that he hasn't been playing his best football in the last few weeks. Yeah, I mean, you don't. I, I guess I can speak for most Bills fans and say, you know, when Pat Mahomes has an off day or an off game, they're not exactly hard on him pointing the finger quite as much as Nick Wright does. So that's just one example that. that well, I there's definitely still. Um, I mean, I, I do feel like Josh Allen is in the conversation with elite quarterbacks now, 1000%, but there is still a discrepancy in how people talk about Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen versus, you know, the greats in their prime Brady and, you know, Aaron Rodgers. Like there definitely is still a big difference. And like you said, when some of those guys make mistakes, it's not as big of a deal as when Josh Allen makes mistakes because people are waiting for him to not be the guy that all of a sudden he was after three seasons. Yeah. I mean, he's dealt with that since coming out of school. Um, everyone kind of doubted him coming out and it sort of followed him up until now, but quite honestly, 
maybe he isn't ready to be talked about amongst those guys. You're talking about NFL MVPs, guys who have Super Bowl championships, Super Bowl MVPs. Yeah, right, you got to get to a Super Bowl first. Josh is great and the stats are there and, and the excitement factor is absolutely there. But win an AFC championship game, go to a Super Bowl. I mean, Joe Burrow, you could say, is maybe even a progressed. That guy played in a Super Bowl. He didn't win one, you know, and that very well could have been Josh Allen last year. But yeah, I mean, there's definitely some people I think that don't think de- that Josh deserves to be in the same conversation as some of those guys you just mentioned. Yeah. I I do think he deserves to be there, but at the same time I completely agree with you. I do think you have to make it to that next level to really solidify your place in, you know, with all of those other guys. Um okay, there's something that you brought up earlier that I thought was really interesting. It was um Patrick Peterson from, you know, the Vikings talking about the incredible kind of, you know, incredible to them, their walk-off interception. And uh, he was really just breaking down Gabe Davis tape. And it was really crazy to hear from him exactly how he read this and, like, knew this was going to happen. So I'm just going to play a clip so that everybody can hear it Um, because it's kind of wild. Let's see. Me going back to my film study, me being on Gabe Davis at the time, like, all right, man, this guy, he's an inside break there receiver. He showed that all game. He didn't give me nothing else all game. Like you talked about. He showed me something on tape and, 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 and it validated itself in, 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 in the game. I was like, oh, yeah, it's first time. If he run this route, I'm going to go pick this ball up. You can actually his wife. I was on their sideline. I said, Trey, if they come to this side, I'm about to pick this ball off. And lo and behold, we was in quarters. I knew Josh Lou was in quarters. They ran the, the laser concept. Mm-hmm. I didn't motion over. They tried to hide it. It started off in a bunch. Motioned them over. Ended up in a two-by-two two set. Ran the laser concept. 85 was a clear right guy. Josh thought he, thought he had it. And like I said, Josh is a guy that trusts his arm strength. He's yeah. a blanger. Coach alluded to it all week. Stay plastered into your coverage. Stay tight into your coverage. He just might throw you one. And I'd be doggone. He threw you one. He threw you one. I mean, what do you, like, what are your immediate thoughts when you hear that? He broke it down to a T, exactly what happened. I think it speaks to the Bills' red zone efficiency as of late. Uh, They seem to have been figured out. Um... You can't hide from tape. Uh, you know, guys pick up on things like that. It's just like a pitcher tipping his pitches. I, I saw another clip of a of a 49ers offensive lineman who every time, whether he lined up this way or that way, they knew if it was going to be a run play or a pass play. So it, it goes on all over the field. But this is the kind of thing that throughout a 16-17 game season – it's hard to win in the NFL. Like you might have a streak of a few weeks where you got something going. Teams are going to pick up on that. They're going to watch your tape. They're going to see you doing this. You've got so then what are the changes that are needing to be made now? This is, does this head over to Ken Dorsey and his side of things needing to really change up the offense and, you know, like the play calling. I, I, I do think some of the blame or, or the next steps would fall on Ken Dorsey. 
I even look back at clips early in the season, the Bills versus the Rams. That offense was a 180 of the offense they're running as of right now. So, and that game was electric. <laughs> it was electric, but also what I would call a bit of boring football, other than the two or three explosive plays they had. Because they were running the ball a lot. They were moving the ball like six to seven yards on every play. And then you were getting it totally was boring football, but they moved the ball all the way down the field and then threw an easy kind of touchdown, like on almost every series. It felt like. Yeah. When, when you're playing a guy like Aaron Donald, you don't want to be holding onto the ball for too long. So that was the game plan going into it. And they executed it at a high level you know, that's not going to work against every team and you don't want to use the same concept against every team. I just, I don't know what's happened. It seems like after the bye week, something has changed. I don't know if they've lost their rhythm. I was hoping everyone would get healthy and they would come back energized and start to run the table. The schedule seemed to lighten up a bit, um, you know, but now we're Owen two in the division. We're third in our division at six and three. There's work to be done. For sure. And I mean, you can hear more of Patrick Peterson breaking down even more about like the tape on uh, the All Things Covered podcast. That's where we found that clip. But yeah, there's definite changes that need to be made. It'll be really interesting to see. Like you said, it's going to snow a lot this weekend. So to see the run game and how things will change, maybe that maybe that's almost a necessary change because it does change up the, um, you know, the kind of all throwing offense that we seem to have right now, it forces us to do other things and look at things in a different way. And maybe that'll be good for the team. I hope it's good for the team. We need a win badly just for, I mean, record of course, but for morale reasons, like I just, we need a win. Yeah. I mean, Cleveland's always been little brother down to the, to the South and you always like to win those ones, but I question what they're going to be able to do this week if the weather does get nasty. It's not that Josh can't throw the ball through the wind or the snow, but I don't know if this offense or if this team is built um, for that kind of football. I also don't think you want to have to rely on that. You just don't want to have to go into that game going, oh, God, we still have to throw the ball this whole time and hope that it works. Yeah, take a look back at last year's uh, wind game. Yeah, the Patriots. Yeah. yeah. How did that go? Yeah, sure didn't. But just as a reminder to everyone else out there who's a Bills fan that we did come back and have a perfect game against the Patriots, and it was one of the best days ever. We did, absolutely. Um, it's still sweet. But yeah, I, another thing I question, uh, they went out and got a guy, Naheem Hines, in a great running back, but this team is sort of built on speed and finesse. They they got rid of Zach Moss, who was sort of their bowling ball of the running back room. Yeah, they've got Duke Johnson, who they activated last week and made some plays on special teams and um, can get that kind of job done. But yeah, it'll be an interesting one because Cleveland's run game is strong uh, i mean maybe this is where james cook really gets his breakout game you know who knows um i think it'll be interesting love to hear your thoughts on the bills as this was obviously just a, a special episode where rob and i got to break down our favorite team but we'll be back to normal next week talking kind of all things nfl and um, you know, the season is really underway here. It's getting towards kind of that back half of the season where things start to get very interesting. So stick with us as we talk all things NFL. And don't forget this, you know, show was presented by Bet Online. 
So go get in all of your sports bettings responsibly. And uh, I hope that y'all make some money next week. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.